Sisters, but not by birth. Family, but not by DNA. David and Adam are two of a kind, and they want to borrow some of your day to talk into your ear holes about midi chlorians and roller coasters. Those two things are unrelated, but so are they. They're unrelated at birth, like most people who aren't related. Unrelated at birth, but they're brothers in a brotherly way. Now it's time for the phenomenal brother and the golden voice of the South. They're brothers from different mothers, but they're both really proud to be unrelated at birth. And welcome everybody back into another Unrelated at Birth. As always, you've got the one, the only, the golden voice of the South, the human jukebox, Dave Adams, coming to you live and in living color from the top of the state of Alabama in Madison, Alabama in the Unrelated at Birth podcast studio. And you think I've said that enough because it's kind of a, a rote memorization thing now, Adam. It's episode 71, right? Yeah, it's 71. But this is not the 71st episode we've done in the podcast studio. No, it's probably closer to 75 that we've actually done, right? Right, but not we, we did a lot when I was at my old house and before I made the studio. Yeah, are we counting sideline warning in that? No. Oh, okay. But anyway, as always, I brought along my friend, <laughs> the one, the only, the phenomenal I, brother, Adam Russell. There you go. Talk now. <laughs> there you go. Talk now. That part. We haven't got down to rope memorization yet. It's just talk well, now. We, we change That's yours good. all the time. No. Well, you change it all the time. It's your job to bring me in. So I used Work to do. I that. used to do like the whole geography map thing for sideline warning. We should do that as a throwback. I might bring it back. We'll see. Sure. We got we got a whole new a whole new year coming up. We got, I guess, two more episodes this year. Uh, yeah. And, and then we'll you know, start over from there. We'll try something new. I love it. So, all right. So we have a third person on our live feed, as those that are watching on Facebook Live can see. And uh, it's my cousin, Mary Catherine Atnip. Hi, hello, Mary. Hello. Thank you hello. for having me. Thank you for coming on. Uh, for those that don't know, we have her on not just because she's my cousin. It's because she is a former New York City, Radio City Rockette. Is it is it just Radio City or is it New York Radio City? Just Radio City. Okay, okay. So, first off, before was there a Rockettes before Radio City Music Hall? Uh, yes, actually, there was. Okay, so um, what was it? What was it before then? Well, they were just called the Rockettes, and it actually started in St. Louis, Missouri, oh. and his name was Russell Mark. Oh, I'm I'm gonna mispronounce his last name, but uh, Russell Market in, I want to say, 1933. And when I joined the Rockets, that was the 75th anniversary of the Rockets at Radio City. That is so, okay. So, so it happened, um, I think. So before they moved to Radio City, they really didn't count the the years. Correct. Yes, they were just okay. the Rockets. It was not actually the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. And I believe okay. next okay. year, if I'm doing my math, um, or just in a few years, they're actually coming up on the 100th year. So I'm hoping to be able to go back and be part of that celebration, too. I'm looking wow. forward to it. Would they bring you back for that? No, not to dance. 
but every milestone year, all alumni come back and they have a big to-do and um, a party and a show for the alumni. Um, I'm still part of an alumni association and um, yeah. stay in touch with um, Rockets that I dance with and then Rockets from many years past. So it's kind of neat to um, stay in communication with Rockets who are now in their 90s. Good grief. Um, yes. Wow. So theoretically, they could have danced in the original uh, Rocket Spectacular, Radio City Respect Spectacular. Um, oh, no. Okay. They would have been. Okay. Oh, yeah. That'd, that'd, that'd be cutting it kind of close. Yeah, it would be. Um. It would be. <laughs> Well, so let's let's just let's go back. We kind of jumped the gun there a little bit, talking about everything. Let's. What got you interested in being a rocket, and how did the whole process start for you? Um, probably the Macy's Day Parade would have been the first time that I ever saw the rockets, and mm -hmm. um, I don't have any memories of not ever waking up on Thanksgiving and rushing down to watch the parade and watching the rocket. So that's kind of, that was my first exposure to them. And then when I was, I want to say 12, I went to New York for the first time with Meemaw, our grandmother. And that's when I got to see the rockets in person for the first time. And then that's, that's, a, that's on one of those trips where Meemaw <laughs> took her and, and not the other grandkids. Just, just throwing that out there. So if Meemaw had taken Dave on a trip, he would have ended up being a dancer. That's what we're trying to say. Right no, now. no, that oh, is no? not what we're no, trying to not. say. Oh. Maybe Broadway, but <laughs> not a dancer. <laughs> <laughs> so after I saw them in person, I'm sure that sealed the deal for me. And I, I just knew that's what I wanted to do. That's what I was going to make my goal and I was going to go for it. So yeah. you had to be 18 years old before you could audition. Um, but they started a program. They called it the um, Radio City Rocket Summer Intensive Program. And it was for aspiring dancers anywhere all across the country. Uh, I don't know if there was a minimum age. I'm going to guess maybe... 15 or so, um, but 15 to anywhere, probably early 20s. Um, it was a summer program in New York at Rodeo City uh, where you, you had to audition to be part of that intensive. And so um, when I was 17, I went and participated in that program for the first time. And I got to train from Rockets. I think I even trained under one of the current dance captains. Um, I learned the real routines and we got to perform them in a Broadway theater. So that oh, was cool. neat. Yeah. And then, um, you remember which theater? Oh, I'm sure I have it written down somewhere. I have this big old rocket scrapbook tub <laughs> of all <laughs> programs and you name it. I have it. Um, and then as soon as I was 18, I went to my first audition in New York and there were roughly 500, 600 women that came to this audition. Wow. Wow. And yeah, it was a two day process. And they just went um, cut by cut, cut people, sent people home. And um, I never really expected to make it past the first day. I, I didn't go up there with any expectations, I guess I should say. Um, so when I made it past the first day, I thought, okay, well, 
here I am. Let's go for day <laughs> two and um, made it through the end of day two. I think maybe by the end of the audition process, there were maybe 20 of us left and they took our measurements. I mean, measured us for costumes, did everything short of like drawing blood. And they just <laughs> said, all right, we'll call you. And that was in April. And then I found out at the end of July that I had booked the job and moved to New York uh, at the very end of September, I think. Wow. So they were they cutting people every day. Did it get smaller every day? Yes. So wow. what they would do is, um, I mean, the line, if you can imagine 500 people wrapped around several blocks and um, I got there, I don't know what time, but really bright and early, probably got in line at like 6 a.m. Um, and I was actually in the first group of people to, that they brought in. Um, so, I mean, they brought you in and maybe groups of 50 at a time and they would immediately cut you or keep you right there. Wow. So they probably went through several, several rounds of like a first cut. And then it was probably by like three o'clock that afternoon that I even went back in to dance again after they made it through that first round of cuts. Um, so did you have to stay like within a couple of miles or a block of, um, of wherever they were performing or yeah, trying out? Yeah, you made it through, they had kind of like a holding room. But I do remember um, them saying, all right, you can go grab lunch or something, but you, we need you back at this time. And um, I was auditioning with some girls that I had danced with the previous summer at the intensive. Um, so we kind of went through that audition together. So I remember leaving radio city, going to get lunch with them and then coming back and keep going through the different rounds of cuts. Did, did they make it or were you the only one in that group that made it? I was the only one that made it that year. <laughs> oh, wow. Mm -hmm. I mean, not, not to brag or anything, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we've got a question and my computer just went blank. I hope y'all can still see me, but we got a question from somebody in the group. What did they make you dance uh, while you're doing your auditions? So the first round was what they would call jazz or basically just their precision style. Um, and that basically shows you how strong you are in all your technique and um, they really look at your ballet training that shows through, even though it's a jazz style, they can tell immediately how well you're trained in ballet. So that was the first round. And then uh, the second round was tap. And then I can't remember if we kicked on the first day or not. I want to say that we might not have even kicked on day one. That might've even been, even been day two. Um, day two they added on to the jazz and the tap that we learned the previous day. And then we kicked at the very end of the day. Well, I'm trying to remember the spectacular. I don't know if I remember any ballet in the spectacular at all. No, there's not. It's all that famous precision um, jazz, but any, any and every rocket will also be proficient in ballet and be trained in ballet. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so were you, um, did they give you something to prepare for or were you doing just something that you kind of like, you know, in a cooking show and they say, do your specialty dish. Were you, were you doing like <laughs> your specialty dance? Or? No, they, they taught you a combination right there on the spot. Oh, wow. So yeah, I went into it kind of blind. <laughs> okay. Um, Let, let's, let's Mary Catherine's being very, 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 uh, nice here. She was also Miss Dance Alabama going up to this uh, audition. So she already, she knows her stuff. So yeah, yeah. Humble, I'm, humble I'm, not is denying, no, I'm not denying the fact that I was obviously prepared and capable. Of, but um, so yeah, so my first year, so I found out that I made it in July. So when mm-hmm. they told me, and then um, I had to quickly scramble to find some place to live and set short notice. And so my first year, we had family friends who had a second, maybe even third cousin who lived in New York. And so they quickly reached out to her and um, I went up there, met her. And basically she converted a corner of her living room into a bedroom for me and my first year i had this tiny little corner of a new york apartment and that's where i lived with uh this woman who was so nice to open up her home to me but i mean a perfect stranger i didn't know her before i lived with her um i was trying to think do i know who that is or is it no it's through rex vaughn okay okay um but a distant, distant cousin. Wait, are we related to Rex? Are we? No. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Never mind. A distant cousin Car- of Rex's. Oh, of okay, ours. okay. Okay, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> that would make that my mom dated him in high school. Very odd. <laughs> okay, so back to your story. Sorry. <laughs> yes. So um, I was already enrolled at Bama. That was my plan to go to school. I had my dorm assignment, my class assignment, everything. So I had to defer enrollment there because this all happened so quickly. And then moved to New York in September. We started rehearsals probably that last week of September, if I had to guess. And we rehearsed for probably six weeks. Um, we rehearsed off-site it was at a church in the middle or right off of Columbus circle. Ooh, cool. Um, down in their basement. They had this huge open area. Um, and that's actually where we would rehearse. And we rehearsed there maybe mm, five weeks. We learned the entire show. My schedule was Monday through Saturday, um, nine to five. So like a regular nine to five job. And we would have one day a week off. So I had Sundays off. Um, and then once we learned the entire show, then we moved into the theater and we had about a week and a half of tech and then shows would open like second week of November and run through new year's. So how many shows on average would you do in a year? You think, uh, it was about 110. Wow. And you were, it was every other show. I, I seem to remember, was it blue and green or? Uh, blue and gold. That's ah. So in New York, there are two different cast of Rockets. 
um, cause there's so many shows, you know, not one single set of rockets could do that many shows. Um, and so, uh, I was always blue, which was the morning cast and there was the evening cast. So, um, like my schedule would be Mondays and Wednesdays. I would do an 11 o'clock show and a 1 p.m. show. And then um, on the weekends, we would do three shows. And then on the other cast off day, then you would do all four shows that day. Good grief. So you'd either have... And then a weekday, two shows, a weekend, three shows. And then on their off day, you had to do all four shows. And how long so was you, Sorry. A show was 90 minutes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I'll tell you, I went and saw it one year and it was intense. I mean, you can tell, I don't know if you've ever watched a Rockette show. If you haven't, why not? But you can tell that they were in sync the entire time. And it, it it's, it feels like they practiced all year knowing what Mary Catherine's telling us they didn't, but it's impressive to know that they do, like she just said, 110 shows and they can be that precise every time, every second of the show. Well, on the day you're doing four shows, that's six hours that day that you're dancing. Yeah. And to hold it throughout that, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so t- talk to us about a normal day in the life because uh, I know, I mean, I'm sure you're just the muscle memory. It, it, it kills your muscles and then it, you know, just everything. Yeah. So, being in the morning cast, I would, which I got to, well, they let me request, do you think you would prefer morning or evening? And I chose morning my first year, not really knowing what to expect, but I'm so thankful that I got in the morning cast because I would wake up, basically go straight to the theater. Um, I would like to get there about an hour and a half before the show. Um, And then uh, when the shows were over, I still felt like I had a little bit of a day. Um, You had energy to do? (laughs) Well, Depending on the day. <laughs> if it was a, a two-show day, you still had some energy. Um, so I was so lucky to have so many different people come up to New York. I felt like I had someone there all the time coming to see the show. So a lot of times after shows, you know, I would go out to dinner, go out lunch, um, visit with whoever came. But or go out to dinner with the other girls in my cast or just go straight home and <laughs> crash. Um, Cause you know, I still had to go grocery shopping. I had to do all my laundry. I mean, there is all of that stuff too. Um, and you know, if it was like a four show day, I would be there from probably nine thirty in the morning till about, 1030 at night, if I had to guess. Good grief. Wow. But that was once a week. Sure. But still, that's that's a horrible day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) So how how was just generally, because we're going to get into a little bit about all our experiences in New York visiting and and Christmas there and all that, but how was living in New York? I mean, I loved it. Okay. Every year I lived someplace different. So that was fun. So I got to kind of 
explore the city differently every year. Um, my first year I lived um, mid, let's see, what was my address? <laughs> like 47th and 3rd, I want to okay. say. So kind of like midtown on the east side. Um, I live really close to um, Grand Central Station. That's where I did my commute that year, was through Grand Central. Um, then my second year, which this was my favorite place that I lived. I lived on the Upper West Side, right on Central Park. That's, that's um, what I remember, because that's the year I came up to see you. Yes. That was hands down my favorite just location, just because I liked the Upper West Side. It was not touristy. I hated, hated by the end of it. Midtown, Times Square. And then, yeah, I was like one of those angry New Yorkers, like, what are all these tourist people doing <laughs> here in my way? Um, so that year I got to live up and away from that. And it was quiet. Central Park was beautiful. The commute was easy. I mean, this, my subway stop was like a half a block away and I had a direct shot into Radio City. So it was an easy commute. Um, I love that place. My third year, I lived um, 42nd Street and 11th, I want to say. So on the Midtown West, I live basically one block off of the Hudson River. Oh, that's um, cool. <laughs> which is really pretty and really nice. I know on my off days, I would go walk up and down the harbor and um, the views were really pretty. And that, that was a little more out of the way too. It wasn't quite so touristy. Um, but that was a little bit of a difficult commute to get around the city. I wasn't at the most convenient location. I had to walk a few blocks to get to a subway. Then I'd have to jump from that subway. I had to connect someplace else. So in terms of location, that year was rough. But I liked once I was in my apartment and at that place, I really liked the area. So 42nd Street, that's Herald Square, right? That's what? No, Herald Square um, would be about 35th. Oh. Ish. All the folks at 40th. Miracle on 34th Street. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Other way, yeah. What's go. all the, tell all the folks at 42nd Street that I will soon be there. Uh, 42nd Street is in um, the musical, I mean, well, 42nd Street. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if that's what you're thinking of. That's, well, it was give my regards to Broadway. I don't know why I was thinking that. So, which I, I was still, my, my, I had a, a small little bet with Meemaw that, that you were going to be, that you would quit Rocket and do Broadway when you get up, while you're up at New York. Just because, I mean, you sing, you dance, you acted in Broadway and Gunnersville for a while. So I thought that you were going to try out for some Broadway stuff while you're up there. Yeah, that's the one regret that I have that I never went that avenue or tried. I mean, you were part of SAG, so I, I thought, why not, right? Not SAG, whatever the, the actors well, Broadway, um Broadway is ac actors' equity. Um, oh, okay. I was Agva and Aftra. Um, 
So it was, yeah, it's a different, different union. It's a different union. AGVA is okay. Actors Guild of Variety Artists. Hmm. And Sounds about the same to me. <laughs> AFTRA, AFTRA is television artists. So anytime you did it, like a TV gig, um, that was the union you were paid through. Okay. Okay. So speaking of TV gig, I know you did a couple of them as a rocket. You never did Macy's, right? I never did Macy's. Okay. So I, I know you were on Cake Boss. I was on Cake Boss. Cake yes. Boss, really? Uh, <laughs> tell me about right there with Duff. Yeah. Side by side. Yeah. That's tell awesome. me about, tell us about that. And then uh, tell us about some of the other uh, TV gigs or, or, you know, promotion gigs that you got to do with the Rockets. Um, so the very first thing that we do as a Rocket before we even go into rehearsals is we would have media training. It was a full day's worth of um, training and scenarios and interview techniques and how to bridge your interview talking points. Um, so they really prepared us for any and all PR events that we would do. Um, yes, yeah, so I did Cake Boss. That was my first year. Um, he made, like I said, my very first year was the 75th anniversary of the Christmas Spectacular. So they pulled out all the stops that year. Um, and that episode, he had made a cake for opening night and they had brought it to Radio City and were like presenting it to us. Um, so the filming process was probably a total of like 30 minutes. We went in, really? met him, you know, talked for a little bit. Um, so that was quick. I mean, that was fun. I was already a huge Cake Boss fan and that I knew who Duff was. So I was really <laughs> excited to do that. Um, I was also on the Rachel Ray show. Ooh. Um, yes, but side note, she was not all that friendly. Really? Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not, the, not the most friendly. Yeah. Oh. Um, I did. I danced on the Today Show. Um, and that was that was really fun because that was a live broadcast. Um, everything else. Mostly that, at least that I can recall, was a pre-recorded something ahead of time. But the Today Show was a live broadcast. Um, so that was really fun. Adrenaline. You know, I mean, you talk about adrenaline pumping. Um, and, you know, we had to be there on the plaza at like six in the morning, maybe. Um, so that means I probably got to Radio City at like five in the morning. Oh, because um, you had to do, you know, hair and makeup, be ready to then go down. Um, let's see what else did I do. Did, did they bus you down or did you have oh, we to We literally walk? just walked across the street. I was like, going to say, it's not that far of a walk. It's one block. So we walked like out Radio City, across the street, and straight into um, to their building, Today Show. Um, what else did I do? I, did, I mean, I did tons of like local appearances, local stations and things like that up there. Um, they did, they have this organization. So Radio City is tied with Madison Square Gardens. It's all kind of under the same umbrella. 
And they have this organization called the Garden of Dreams, which is a charitable organization. So I remember one of my favorite PR events was um, going to underprivileged areas in the city and delivering Christmas toys. Um, that was one of the fa my favorite things that I did. Um, cool. I did another event. Um, it's for the Lust Garden organization. Um, it's a cancer organization. We did a performance at the BB King House of Blues um, in New York. And that Ooh. was really fun. That was great. Um, big charitable event. That was fun. I did um, at Madison Square Gardens uh, appearance at a hockey game. Which one? Uh, was it the Islanders or the Rangers? Uh, the Rangers. Okay. Did they at least put something down on the ice? They, you know what? I don't even think <laughs> we went down on the ice. I'm trying okay. to remember. I want to say it was they were giving away tickets to the show to some lucky fans in the stadium. And we actually went into this um, where those fans were sitting up in the arena, if oh, I recall, oh, cool. and did it that way. So I don't, I don't think we went on down onto the ice. Okay. Um, that, that would have been. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> um, oh gosh, I'm sure there's lots that I'm forgetting. Um, so with experiences like that, I mean, it sounds like you got a ton of cool things. I mean, in New York too, right? I mean, there's something happening every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. What, what's your What was your favorite perk outside of experiences? Were there any perks that you got, or anything like that that came with the job? Um, a perk. I don't know actually that there are many perks of the jobs when it okay. came to just living in the city. Um, yeah. Outside of radio city was outside of that bubble. Yeah. It's funny. Cause I used to say, you know, people say, Oh, you're a famous rocket. And I say, yeah, only when I'm in radio city and when I'm in my costume and then I walk out that door and, I'm you got to scratch a living like the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a person but walk into my apartment but then you come back to Huntsville and you are Mary Catherine Atnip, or at the time, Mary Catherine Smart, the Radio City Rocket. And in Huntsville, you were, uh, pardon my French, a god. You know, you go you go back to North Alabama Dance Center and all these girls just circle around you. Well, see, that's the fun part, though, about being a Rocket. I mean, I would never, ever, ever want to be a celebrity, you know, where everywhere you went – you know, people were, they knew you taking pictures because I mean, it was fun to be all dressed up and in costume and signing autographs and meeting people. But I liked walking out of and just being a normal person too. And I mean, in coming back home, you say a celebrity, but I mean, only to the people that knew you, um, you know, so like I came home or walking down the street, signing autographs anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's true. Uh, Meemaw corrected you, by the way. Free college tuition. She forgot the end. Oh, uh, they uh, not free. They did have a scholarship <laughs> program. They called it. Um, what is it called? It was called Future Kicks, where if you went to college to pursue a degree outside of dancing or completely non-related to rockets, they. Um, it was like a scholarship program, kind yeah. of, would reimburse you for tuition. 
That's cool. I, I will say it, it was really cool getting to walk uh, for me, getting to have that. I don't know. I felt special getting to walk backstage at Radio City, and, and this was my favorite part of it: getting to meet the camel. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And that's pre beard Dave, by the way. Yes. So, <laughs> was that show um, on a Wednesday? Why? Hope day. Hope day. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, talk to me about. So, I, I'm looking at my pictures from the the New York trip, mm-hmm. and and this the uh, crystal dance or Savarsky crystal dance. Yes. Shine. Uh, talk to me about how it came about that you got to be the center of that dance. And I know from for our family, it was all, oh, Mary Catherine's the center. Oh, my gosh. We got, you know, she's the middle of everything. Talk to me about how that came about, how your positioning came about there. Uh, well, okay. So when the Rockets stand in a line, it is arranged the shortest, or we would say the least tall <laughs> to the tallest. Um, and to be a Rocket, it you have to be between the height of five six and five ten and a half. Well, I was five ten, or five ten and a half. I don't know. I'm either five ten. I'm five ten, um, <laughs> and so that I was always the tallest. So when you are standing a line, that's how I was always in the center. And then in terms of every single formation, traffic pattern, anything that we do on the stage, it's already pre-choreographed on a notebook um so like the first day of rehearsals we walk in and we line up according to height and they make a few adjustments here or there so basically determined on your height and where you fall in that lineup they will give you a letter of the alphabet and then she goes and looks at her chart and every formation is already charted by letter. Oh, okay. So it's all very mathematical. And every single, like I said, because if you watch the dance, you know, we don't start in a straight line. We start in different formations all over. And every formation, every traffic pattern eventually ends up in that straight line. So basically when that choreographer sets that dance, She's working backwards, setting really? every formation based off of how are you going to end up in that final kick line according to your letter. Okay. So it just happened to be that you were the tallest and... I was the tallest know. and in that specific track. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So in the middle of this, we got three... Uh, well, since we're talking about this, we got to talk. Uh, Doc, Philip Risby asked... Favorite costume the entire time being a rocket? Uh, that number we were just talking about, the uh, shine and the Swarovski crystals. Okay. Easy. Okay. Uh, Carrie Loney said, What's the coolest celebrity you got to meet because of being mm. a rocket? She already said Rachel Ray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coolest celebrity? Oh, I wish I had written them all down. How about, okay, well, here's a picture for you, Dave. I'm surprised you've never even commented on this, or maybe you haven't looked closely enough. Well, I don't, wait, what, what, I, I, I can't see. Get closer. You can't see. It's on Facebook. Well, I'm going to have to look. What year is it? It's what, I just posted it. Okay. Uh, like last week when the show aired. You know, it's just a picture of me and Lynn Manuel. 
Lin-Manuel Miranda? Yeah. Are you kidding me? And then I'm standing right next to George Washington. Wow. Okay, I, that's when they were in the Heights. Yes, that's in the Heights. Okay, I'm 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 officially jealous, Ray Catherine. I mean, I've always been jealous, but I'm officially jealous. Yeah, but you know that was before he was big, big, big. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, okay, then that brings up more questions. Did you get to go backstage at other Broadway shows because you were a Rocket? Not because I was a Rocket. So in in the Heights, um, one of the Rockets was while we were in rehearsals, she was performing in in the Heights in the evenings. Um, so did we she went, have any free time? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, and so we went to her show to see it one evening, and she took us backstage. Um. So that's so you met how Chris, you met Christopher Jackson, Lin Manuel Miranda. Okay, I'm 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 even more jealous than I was before. <laughs> Any Hamilton Hamilton connection, you got Dave. Any Hamilton connection? <laughs> yeah, I, I, had, I had to pull that out. <laughs> yep. I'm not um, happy with you, Bobo. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, I should have thought about. Uh, I should have better mentally prepared. I'm trying to think of all the different celebrities. Um. I met Richard Gere. I met oh, really? Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> um, oh, this was funny because, you know, way back then I was, what, 20? Totally yeah. fangirling. Um, do you remember this series, Twilight? Yeah. You know, the vampire book. Um, well, one of the, one of the vampires... I can't even tell you his name. Anyways, I was at some um, local TV studio in New York shooting something or another. And he uh, must have been in the spot right before us. And we were all in the holding room together. And uh, I just remember trying to keep my composure and being like, oh, my gosh, that's <laughs> so-and-so. <Okay. laughs> I just pulled up the, vid the picture that you were talking about. You're right next to Christopher Jackson. I That's know. freaking awesome. <laughs> okay, sorry. Uh, I, I, yeah. Get it out of your system, man. Go ahead. Ah! Okay. There you go. I'm, there you I, go. I'm good now. I'm good. All right. So besides Rockettes, besides everything, I mean, you can't really say besides because that's probably one of the coolest things. I, I will honestly say, Mary, I, uh, I, I was super proud of you when uh when that 75th anniversary thing first aired I, i'm not gonna lie i teared up a bit because <laughs> i mean that was a couple of years i mean yeah it was seven years after papa died and and i can just remember how proud i felt of you you know that that you were on national tv that you were living your dream and doing something really cool like that so i i you know as as your old oldest cousin i will say that i was super proud of you you know doing that and and spending the time up there so my next question, don't don't think I'm belittling any of that, but taking the Rockettes out of it, what what was it like living in New York at Christmas time? I mean, that's when you think of New York, you, you, we think how cool, you know, we think of Christmas time and New Year's Eve. Yeah. So talk to me about about how it is, uh, you know, the holidays in New York. 
I mean, I think magical is the first word that comes to mind. Oh, that's that's a Disney word. Come on now. Um, <laughs> crowded is another mm. word that comes that's to mind. Di- that's <laughs> another Disney word. <laughs> Cold. That's not a Disney word. No, it's not. <laughs> um, very cold. I remember walking to work one day in like five inches of snow. Um, uh, totally nope. unprepared for that. Out of that. Not going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I mean, just. I, it would never get old, you know, even after my third year at the end of the year, walking home and seeing the lights and the window displays. I mean, it never got old. And yeah. um, I mean, I, every Christmas time I get nostalgic about it and I miss it and um, would, you know, give anything to just be back there. Um, well, so that brings us to another question. My buddy Brian asked, why did you stop being a Rocket? So my last year, we haven't even talked about this. My last year I was in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Um, I requested to go to Nashville because I had done New York three years. It was the exact same show for three years. I did this basically the exact same track for three years. And I was like, oh, you know, I kind of want to do something different next year. And Nashville was practically home. And everyone could come up and see the Nashville show. Um, But then in between my last year uh, in New York and then my year in Nashville, I got engaged. And also, I think the, well, the biggest reason that I stopped was um, if I ever wanted to finish my college degree, Mm -hmm. I had to take a fall semester of school. I had gone as far as I could go. um, But then there were classes that I could only take in the fall. So I, like I said, I started Rockettes with at the time that it would have been my first semester of college. So my routine for four years was dance through new years and then come home and I would do a spring semester of school and a summer semester of school, and then go back to New York in the fall. And that was my routine. I did that for four years. But then, you know, I did all that work, and then it came to a point, it was like, if I ever want to graduate, I have to take that fall semester. Um, so we got married. I did that fall semester of school. I got involved more heavily teaching at the dance studio. And... Um, just never went back to do it again. (laughs) And um, do I regret not ever going back? Yes and no. I mean, I'll, I'll miss doing it till the day I die. But um, at that point too, I was beyond thrilled to have a Christmas at home um, to be home for the holidays. I mean, I missed all my Thanksgivings too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And of course I didn't want to spend my first married holidays not at home um so so that's yeah that's why i quit okay well since we we talked about talk about the nashville year um what was different about nashville how cool was it being on the uh the the hallowed stage at the grand Ole opry house you know what what was different 
Uh, yes, yeah, so Nashville, it was a completely different experience. There In New York, there's 36 women. In Nashville, there's only 18. Um, that being because, you know, Radio City is the largest stage. Um, I mean, I don't want to, don't quote me on it, but um, probably the largest stage um, venue in the U.S. Um, so you can't find a stage that large anywhere else that's going to support that kind of a production. So it's a, on a much smaller scale. So there's only 18 women. Um, and in New York, everyone lives separately and independently. Most of the women live in New York year-round. That's their permanent home. So and if you did any of the outside cities, you um, all live together in a hotel. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah, so that was a really fun experience. Uh, basically, the entire cast and crew took over this hotel. We all lived together. Oh, so what at the Gaylord? No, we did not stay at the Opryland. Oh hotel. man, yeah, that would have been <laughs> that would have been fun. No, this is um, I forget the name of it, but it was more like a extended stay suites type place. So you know, I had my own kitchenette, a living room, and a bedroom. Um. And Opry, dancing at Opryland, that was really neat. Or um, Grand Ole Opry, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, it would never compare to Radio City. Radio City seats 6,000 people. Dear um, Lord. Yeah, sold so, out most nights, right? Uh, I mean, a lot of the shows are sold out. Not completely, Um especially those like Saturday morning, 9 a.m. shows, those were not sold out. Oh, yeah. But yeah, dancing to a sold out theater of 6,000 people, I mean, wow. that just doesn't compare. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and we still had um, a tough schedule in Nashville. I believe I still had four shows on the weekend. Um but it was not quite as grueling of a schedule as it was in New York. Um, we got, I got to meet some fun celebrities in Nashville too. I have this, this picture of the cast with um, Kimberly Williams Paisley. Oh, cool. And Scott Hamilton and Cheryl Crow. <laughs> kind of an odd mix there. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I had that and, um, but it was fun to have that different experience of like living with the cast and you have like four girls to a car. So you kind of build closer relationships that way too. And you got to do a lot of fun things together. So it was fun in a, in a different way. Yeah. And the fact that I had people from home at almost every single show, it felt like. So it was really neat knowing how many students I had in the audience, just extended family, friends, friends of friends. Um, so that was really fun to have people constantly visiting. Yeah. So talk to me about, or talk to us about what you're doing now because of Rockettes. I mean, I, I know, but everyone else doesn't, but talk to us about, you know, North Alabama and everything that's going on, how you're, you're helping, I'll teach everybody that you're you're teaching now because uh, because you're a rocket background. 
Yeah, so um, I am the associate director at North Alabama Dance Center, which is a studio that my mother um, owns. She is the director. This is the this is the great debate in our family. How many years have we had the dance studio? Nineteen eighty four was the first year. The first year. So let's do our math. <laughs> um, what our thirty seven. Come on, Adam. You're you're the math guy. This will be 2020. <laughs> I mean, 2021. Wait, what, what's the year we're what? 84 was the first year. 36. The first recital. 36 years. Okay. So this will be our 36. Uh, yeah. No, this will be the 37th because the recital will be in 2021. Right. The recital will be in 2021. Okay. So that yeah, would so be 37, 37. Yeah. Did you okay. have a 2020 recital though? Yes. We did. Okay, good. So yeah, 37. Okay. Yeah. We so almost didn't have did a 2020 yeah. recital. COVID yeah. oh. almost ruined that. But yes, your we dad, did your, have our recital. Your dad's coming in hot. Your dad says 85 was the first recital. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. The, well, you know, all of our, uh, says, serving at excellence since 1984. So I guess 84 was the year that the doors opened. That's, if that's we're going to clarify. Okay, fine. <laughs> so do, uh, are there any students that have gone up and tried, tried out for Rockettes, tried to follow in your shoes or, or, you know, talk to us about some of the students that you've helped because of your Rockette opportunity. Um, yeah. So we've had, um, maybe two or three uh, who have tried out. Um, we have one dancer. She just graduated, but Peyton, Peyton Smith, um, yeah. is on the short list to be a rocket. She uh, was going to audition this past year for her first time, but 2020, yeah. <laughs> um, so that kind of got derailed a little bit, but she she's on their short list. That's, um, that's cool. So, and I've trained other girls who are not even associated with the dance studio who have reached out really? to me and said, I want to audition. Can we set up some private lessons? Can you help me? So I've done that with um, dancers across the area from time to time. Um, but it was funny because the group of dancers that we have now, I mean, it's been long enough. I've been out of Rockettes long enough that the young dancers at the studio don't necessarily even know that or don't haven't seen the show or, you know, don't really know about my time with the Rockettes. So when the show re-aired, what was it, two weeks ago maybe? When the show yeah. re-aired, that was most of the girls at the studios first time to even see the show. Um, so that was kind of a fun experience hearing back from them. And, oh, Miss Mary, I, I saw you. We found you in the show. Um, <laughs> and it used to be on Netflix. Um, I don't know why they pulled yep. it off Netflix, but the entire show is still on YouTube. It's like an official sponsored video. Wait. You mean I didn't have to buy it on iTunes? You did not have to buy it on iTunes. That it. I bought Why it. Why did you buy it on iTunes? Because you it got pulled off Netflix and Ellie had to watch it every year. 
Well, see. So, <laughs> it's for a good cause. I probably got seven cents for your purchase. <laughs> you did, and I'm I'm glad I put seven cents in your pocket. <laughs> you know, good grief. All right. So, then. so you mentioned earlier. Um, I don't want to get away from the from. If you have any more questions about the Rockette stuff, Dave, no, feel free to, to stop me. But I, uh, you mentioned earlier walking through New York and the lights and snow and that kind of stuff. So mm. I, I've done New York in the snow around Christmas. Dave, I think you've been there around Christmas. What was some of your favorite stuff around that time? Because we're heading into that or in the middle of that time of year now, I guess, with only 10 days to go. Yes. Um, well, I would always go down Fifth Avenue and just stare at all the windows and the displays. I mean, I loved going to see the windows. That was one of my favorite things to do. Um, in terms of going out and doing Christmassy things in New York, honestly, I wouldn't have done that many <laughs> because <laughs> every single day I was um, working. And on that one day off, it was pretty much catch up on some sleep yeah. or try to go see as many Broadway shows as I could. Um, I have a long list of shows that I saw while I was there. Yeah. Um, give, me top, give me top five. <laughs> top five. Well, I saw Les Mis um, standing room only. Uh -huh. So I had to stand for that entire three and a half hours to Ooh, watch that show. Who was your Valjean? Oh gosh. I don't remember. That was my first year. That was, okay. so, that was a long time ago. Um, it wasn't Alfie. That's, that's the only thing. <laughs> Lion King will probably always be one of my favorites to see in person. Yeah. Uh, can't beat that. Um, now this is not, um, a musical, but one of my favorite shows that I saw when I was there was Arthur Miller's All My Sons. Um, and it was played by John Lithgow was the lead in it. Oh, cool. Um, That's cool. Yes. And uh, Katie Holmes was in it. She was, nah, she was. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. And, and Diane Weiss. I don't know if you can think who she is. It had like a A-list um, cast. And that was one of my favorite shows that I saw there. Um, what else? What else? I mean, just off the top of my head, some of the shows that I saw. Um, I saw Young Frankenstein. I saw Spam a lot. I saw um, Little Mermaid. I saw Shrek. I saw third, Thoroughly Modern Millie. I saw The Drowsy Chaperone. I saw Wicked maybe oh. three times. Uh, well, that's, um, that's not enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I'm not even thinking of all of them. Did you see Phantom? Um, yes, yes. I've seen Phantom probably twice. Okay. Um, I saw Legally Blonde. I saw West Side Story, The Revival. Oh, lucky. Um, oh, gosh. I say I have, I have saved all my playbills. 
Really? So I'll have to go through and get those out. I know I saw um, Young Frankenstein and Shrek with you. I, I I think those are the only two I saw that year I was up there for the Rockhead trip. So I just remember we ran, ran is the wrong term, but from Little Italy all the way to the theater at Shrek. Yeah, I remember that too. And 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 we didn't even decide to go until like an hour before curtain. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm surprised you had time to see all those Broadway shows between lunch with Lynn Manuel and I hanging know. out with Chris Jackson. I mean, it's yeah, it was difficult, but we we fit it into our schedules. Oh, you have to you have to make the most of it, right? <laughs> all right. So as we wrap up here, Mary, let's. Uh, if if you have any advice for someone who wants to follow in your footsteps. What would the advice be, A, as a dancer, and B, as somebody who lived on their own in New York City, at, you know, to how to do it? Uh, well, for a dancer, I would first thing I would say was take more ballet classes and never think that you're prepared. <laughs> Always prepare more. Um. And for anyone that just wanted to move to New York and just go for it, um, I would just say you'll have no regrets. Um, and just find the right people and the people that will um, support you. I still, I mean, I think about how crazy were mom and dad to agree to let me move <laughs> to New York on my own at 18. Mary, <laughs> they were up there every other week anyway. So no, no. <laughs> oh, I mean, come on. They were up there more than, than they, know, came, they came every year. They came twice. They came pretty much for opening weekend and came for Christmas. Just twice. Just twice. Oh, okay. I know. I, I, just, I know. So mom tells a story where it was mom and Barbrella and I think on the third or fourth row and at the, at the end of the show, uh, uh, somebody looks, looks over at mom and says, all right, one of you is a mom and one of you is the aunt, which one is it? And because they said, and mom said, well, how did you know? She said, well, she never stopped crying pointed at Barbrella and your mom and pointed at mom and said, you never stop taking pictures. So <laughs> they, they pulled, they pointed out exactly. They said, all right, which one did you know? <laughs> yeah. In fact, your mom and Donna Knight were at my very, very, very first show ever, which was just, you know, killing my mom that yeah. she wasn't there. And your mom called mine and like held up the phone the whole show so my mom could just listen to the music and just sort of feel like she yeah, was there. Yeah. This was before FaceTime. So <laughs> Yeah. In fact, I do remember the iPhone, the very first iPhone came out my second year when I was in New York. Yep. And um mom and dad and probably even Bill had already bought an iPhone and they were like Oh, you got to have this phone. It's great. You mean, you know, look at all the things it can do. And I was like, I don't need that phone. <laughs> and I, I remember having one of those Motorola, the razors. Yeah. That's what I had when I was in New York. And uh, so when the iPhone came out, I was slow to buy it. 
But then eventually, I think by the end of that trip, they convinced me because I could download, I mean, an app that had the subway maps. I could like find anything that I wanted to find in New York, you know, within seconds on this phone. And so I was like, yeah, I got to have one of those. Yeah. That's um, cool. All right, Mary, yeah. as we wrap up, Adam, do you have anything else? Yeah, we have to do a, we can't go two weeks without Virgil asking a question. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, okay. Real quick. Mary, we have a segment where Adam's dad asks a question. We have to kind of guess what it is. It's a random trivia. Okay. But before we do that, plug the studio. For anybody listening to us in North Alabama, plug uh, North Alabama Dance Studio. Yes. Dance Center. Sorry. Yeah, North Alabama Dance Center. Yes, if you are looking for a dance studio, we have 36 years under our belt. Best. Is it 36 or 37? <laughs> well, we're still in 2020, so we got a little bit more time. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, quality, quality, quality dance education and in a loving Christian environment, you um, – I think we are one of the only studios in town that um, offers all styles, ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, modern, point. Um, and we're one of the only studios in town that um, takes all of our dancers to dance competition. We don't have a competition, competition team where we only take a subset of our studio to compete. We take our entire studio and we still... Um, do great. We still win at competition. Knock it out of the park. Um, yeah. And um, just a great, loving environment um, uh, for anybody that walks through the doors. Both my girls go there. I wouldn't. I'll, I'll tell you, it's it's weird. My entire life, I've done backstage for the studio. I've, I've helped, you know, bring props on and off. And, you know, I, I dated my fair share of dancers in high school. Uh, but, uh, it's weird being a dance dad now because both of my girls are, are there. So I'm seeing a different side of the studio than I, I've ever seen before. So, but it is cool. So not to, not to knock this, but I heard you name all those different types. You know, you're not the only dance instructor here on the show. Cause I used to teach Oh, the one that you didn't mention. What's that? You don't, you don't teach line dancing at, <laughs> we don't teach line dancing, unfortunately. Well, that sounds like a category you're missing because you have someone right there on the show in Dave Adams that's close to the studio that would probably take those classes. So, I, I, I that, have if you one. offered that in some form of DDP yoga, you would have Dave there seven <laughs> nights a week. So, no, not seven nights a week. Sorry, no. <laughs> um, okay, Mary. Before we do the Virgil ask a question. We've had two people saying you're not getting off the hook yes. without an embarrassing cousin Dave story. Mm. I don't know if you could think of any off yeah, really quick. Oh, so, if you need time, you know, I can edit out the pause if you need time. <laughs> Let me think. Embarrassing Dave story. I don't think there are any. Well, what or where to choose from? I don't know. Come now, Dave. <laughs> Come now sir. <laughs> How about this? We'll do the Virgil ask the question and leave you time to think, Mary. Okay, okay. All right, Adam, what we got? This you, one's a short one this week. You did, you weren't ready? I, I'm giving the can I give the intro to it, please? Okay. <laughs> Wait, Mimo says Noah was an embarrassing one. No, no, no. Nay, 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 Fluffy. I was good at Noah. I was one of Noah's three sons, and I was in a ballet. 
Wait, okay, wait. No, all right, stop. Or maybe, or We're going to extrapolate on that one right the there. the embarrassing story right there that David was in a ballet. I want to hear Dave in a ballet. Go. I, I didn't wear tights, if you're asking that. Nope, I'm asking you to give the story. We've had Mary expound on her experiences. Now it's okay. your turn to do the same. Barbara Ellen did this amazing, I, I, what, four years running, Mary? Uh, probably six. Okay. Six so four, six years of a ballet about Noah. And, you know, he has three sons. One of the sons uh, was JPeth one year, and I can't remember if they went to Ham or whoever it was when Jonathan did it. But one of the sons had a, a wife that ha was with child on the boat. And when I did it, it was JPeth. And it was this really cool, you know, comedic role of how this, this young man becomes a father, the entire story. And that was my role. And Your role was I got to dance with a cow. Not not a real cow, but a, a, a person. No, I'm, I'm just getting a picture in my head. This is it. So they they made you one of Noah's sons, and they didn't pick the name Ham. <laughs> of all people. No, yeah, it was JPeth. That's a missed opportunity. I, I know, I know. Um, yeah, so also, do you remember any of the lines? Wait, do you remember any of the lines? Or well, There was no lines. It was not a speaking part. Oh, you but, just danced with a cow. But. And became a father on stage. If you can find a VHS player. I still have the VHS of me being in Noah. Well, I think we all know what we're watching next week. Yeah, I think we need to send that off to Legacy Box or something and make that digital so we can get this going for our Patreons, our siblings. I, I do have a the VHS of me and Noah. It was 1997, I believe. My mom was actually the role of Mrs. Noah. 97. Uh, Mary, I think so, you at the time were one of the flood. I don't know, but yes, my parents do still have their VHS. If you'd like for us to plug I mean, it in and get it going, we can share it. You know, fire it off. Sure. Yeah. Why not? I mean, you're you're asked for an embarrassing story. That's not embarrassing. I'm actually proud of it. Okay. So, do you have an embarrassing story then? Have you been able to think of one? You know, no. when you put me on the spot. I, no, I, I'm I, sure I, when I lay down tonight, I'll be like. Should have told that story. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll give you a phone number in a little bit that you can call and you can leave that story. <laughs> we do have a voicemail that if you want to call and, and tell. But yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed. No, I didn't mean I, I didn't mean I'm giving out my number, Dave. Yes, thank you. No, Six UAB show. Well, I don't yeah. think Dave embarrasses all that easily. No, I do not. Not himself. <laughs> right. That's <what> I'm <laughs> the people he's with. Hey. Yeah. Not himself. All right. All right, Adam. What's the first question all right here we go so this one's near and dear to my heart can you guess what it's about dave what's my favorite hobby numismatism you got it dude here we go here is the shortest virgil asked a question to date with no background story what is the only coin struck by the u.s government that is illegal to own if you have one in your possession you could be arrested i have no idea so it's a 1933 gold double eagle. They were minting them and in the process of minting them when FDR and all, his, all of his infinite wisdom made owning gold illegal. What? And so because they were never issued as currency, they're property of the United States government. And some snuck out from the mint, got snuck out. 
And the first one was sold in 1944 at a coin shop. And they're actually, if you can come across one, it's technically illegal to have. And of course, you're not going to. But but because they were never issued as currency, they're illegal to own. Well, there you go. You learned something there you new. Go. And that makes me want one uh, really badly. <laughs> All right, Mary, did you think of anything real quick? Oh, sorry. I was I was listening to the story. <laughs> she was enthralled oh, by the question. I was. <laughs> okay. Well, well, good. There's no no stories. Okay, good. Not this week. <laughs> but if right. you do think of one or if anybody else has any other things they'd like to share with the show, they can call 650-UAB-SHOW. You'll hear a brief message from us followed by a beep. Beep. Thank you, Dave. And just leave a message after that, and we will play it on the show. We do it 100% of the time. So we look forward to any questions, embarrassing stories about Dave, or anything else you want to talk about. 650-UAB-SHOW. Or you can share any of those embarrassing stories about Dave on our social media accounts. How would they do that, Dave? So Facebook and Instagram is Unrelated at Birth. We do have the Unrelated at Birth listener group on Facebook. Uh, also on Twitter, we are at Not Related Bros. I am at DAdams419 on all of your socials. Adam is only on Instagram at Runtide Run. You can also check on us at uh, Unrelated at Birth on Patreon.com backslash Unrelated Birth. Also check out our merch on my wife's website, AstateAffairBoutique.com. Yes, as Mary is showing you, she has some really cool shirts and she makes them custom in the room right next to my studio. Uh, so yeah. And, and I, I will go ahead and say Mary might think of some embarrassing stories that were embarrassing to her to be around me. <laughs> I wasn't embarrassed at the time. That counts though. Because I don't embarrass, like she said, I don't embarrass very often. In fact, I like being the, as you say, ham. So there it's you true. go. Yeah, In fact, I might send you that VHS and, and hopefully your parents can put it to a DVD so we can play it. We'll see what we can do. I, I ain't scared. I ain't scared. <laughs> there's that. There's that VHS, and there's the one of me in Greece. Yeah, well, we need to see can't that. dig those up out of the oh. archives because I think those were all around the same time. If you were doing that in '97, yep. I, I was in was Greece way back when. Yeah, Mary was also in what was it Forty Second Street? Uh, mm -hmm. A couple other things, weren't you? Yeah, Greece, Forty Second Street, Wizard of Oz. Um. That's mostly it. She cool. was the cheerleader in Greece. Pin, okay. it, Patty. Pinny, Patty. That's Patty. it. Yeah. And played the part perfectly. Nice. <laughs> perfectly played Patty. Perfectly Patty. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it this week. Uh, Mary, thanks for joining us. Uh, like Absolutely. she said, if you are in North Alabama and you have a child that is wanting to learn dance, send them to uh, NADC. You will not regret it. Uh, I might be a little biased because I'm related to ev most everybody up there, but I, I don't know of anybody better in town. Um, but also, guys, uh, you spend a couple hours with us a week. I, I, it still blows my mind. And I appreciate it. I mean, Adam and I would be talking like this anyway, and you just sit here and listen to it. So thank you, guys. It is very it can be very trot, you know, very weird to say, but we we truly do love you guys. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy. What am I missing? Hanukkah. 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 All right, Adam, take him home. <laughs> <laughs>
You hit all of them. Good job, Dave. Yeah, thank you guys for giving us some of your time. We love you, but not as much as Jesus does. And live like these two. Live like Dave. Live like Mary. Dance like nobody's watching and enjoy yourselves, guys. Be kind to one another. Have a Merry Christmas, and we will catch you next week.